So I was in the store this week, just last couple of days, and uh, walked by the toilet paper aisle, and it was completely full of toilet paper. And I went, wow, it's been a while. <laughs> I mean, the last month or so, you see a couple here, and they vanish, and a couple there, and they vanish, or there's, you know, maybe 20, uh, but you're limited to one. I mean, much different from when, what, mid-February, mid-March, when it was hard to find toilet paper. And I thought, well, is, pe- is, is it being hoarded by everybody? Turns out that was not really the case. You may remember the stories that came out in late March, early April. The supply chain was really weird and different because the companies that make the toilet paper for home, residential, is different than the company that makes the toilet paper for um the companies that make the toilet paper and the supply chain for restaurants and businesses and stuff, that just vanished. A lot of people had changes behind the scene to make sure that you could get toilet paper in the store for residential because people were not at work. They were at home. They were just buying more because more people were at home and using it more. Weird stuff. Anyway, uh, also in Oregon, restaurants are opening up here in the, the Salem area with limited seating. I went into a restaurant which normally holds 20 tables in this large area. They had like eight you know, social distancing, this is kind of the way it is. Some things are getting back to normal here in Oregon. Except, you know, the COVID-19 numbers keep going up here in Oregon. They're not like spiking, but there are a few areas that's been spiking. Other states, uh, I mean, something like crazy. Uh, have you seen the numbers out of Florida lately? So, no, things are not really back to normal. Some trade shows have, uh, you know, dialed in some dates, penciled in. Others have pushed things off. I think Natural Products Expo East canceled for this year. Big show for a lot of our clients so yeah we are still in a long slog and i think it's going to last all summer long into the fall i know the nba is trying to get their season underway they're 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 finished their 2019 2020 season in kind of this hermetically sealed medical bubble thing in in disney world in vegas or in in, uh, florida so yeah i'm not sure how that's going to go i'm not sure that i really want it to go hey it's tim patterson this is trade show guy monday morning coffee uh, all Things Trade Show, it's right there. You can find me on LinkedIn, the websites. Actually, you can find everything at, at tradeshowguy.net. Find my two books there. Find our, our, our several websites as well. So just go to tradeshowguy.net. Uh, this week, I got a fun and informative conversation to share with you uh, that I had a few days ago with Brad Kleiner. I met Brad five years ago. He's out of the Portland area, Wilsonville. And uh, he has he's a training center there. He was a sales trainer. We met at a networking group, and I ended up Uh, taking a year of his weekly sales training class, greatest class I ever took as far as uh, learning business and sales and selling, a lot of great stuff, and they're still using a lot of the techniques. And Brad and I have stayed in touch. I've been to a number of events as as, as an alumni. So, But he's doing some transitioning. Uh, The COVID thing has kind of pushed it along, uh, but he was looking to transition anyway. Uh, We had a networking group that I was a big part of. We kind of closed that down at the end of uh, 2019. And he's doing more working out of his home, which is quite a ways from Wilsonville up in the woods. And he'll he'll talk about that, his little retreat area up there. Uh, Doing more leadership training, one-on-one training, business training, still still, um, sales training, but not with the company that... uh, it was kind of the umbrella for his sales training. So a fun conversation. Brad's a great guy. And I think you'll learn a few things here. Uh, also fun to catch up. But uh, yeah, some some leadership training, uh, leadership tips as well. And here's how it went. 
I want to welcome Brad Kleiner to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. You're liking your big lodge there out in the woods, aren't you, Brad? <laughs> I am. I'm enjoying it. Good morning. Good to see you, Tim. Yeah, it's good to see you, Brad. I've been there once. It's a great facility, and uh, you've been doing some changes. So you're actually kind of working out of your home now, aren't you? Tell me about what's going on. Yeah. It's, been, um, it's really been a positive change. I mean, everybody's experiencing changes at different levels. But as you know, when you and I met, I had the training center, and I'm a big fan of in-person training but that wasn't um possible so i just um, pivoted and set up um, at home and even before COVID, i was encouraging people to do video calls to do using zoom was my preferred method and we were talking about you know how to connect with people and have improved communication and doing that by zoom so we didn't get the adaptation that um that everyone is seeing now but i'm doing everything virtual and continuing my training and just doing that through zoom and i'm now i'm doing it from home and i'm so i'm really enjoying that i don't miss the commute and i enjoy <laughs> i'm sure home and, and i'm getting better every day using the different tools that you have to um to conduct virtual training so you're actually doing a training like a couple hours uh at a time once a week at least uh with this group and then you're doing other meetings as well so you're kind of living behind zoom i know some people are doing that How, how's that work out you like that yeah, I do. It's it's better than I thought. I think I had some some limited beliefs on how effective you could be looking into a you know a, a monitor. Right. But I've had some really good discussions, some some quality work done using Zoom, and you get more comfortable with it and with the the different tools and the and the breakout rooms you can use. So I'm a big fan of ongoing kind of that incremental reinforcement and to practice it. Right. So whether you call it situational simulation or role play, but you can do that in the breakout sessions in Zoom. Um, and I've been to some networking, I've, I've done some webinars, so it's um, changed my outlook and I'm gonna move forward in more of a hybrid model, spending more time doing things virtually, A, just to be safe, but even when things open up, I'll probably do a hybrid where um, I can, with clients that are national or global, it'll be obviously through Zoom, and clients that are in our local area, we can get together on occasion. And I'm a big, I'm passionate about getting people out, um, outside and into nature. So Cedar Root is my property here. So I'm doing all I can to get people to come up and experience nature and do trainings, even outdoors. Then you've got, you've got a few acres there. You've got a nice pond, uh, some other uh, small facilities. Yeah, it's a great, great uh, place. Like I say, it looks like a lodge. <laughs> So, yeah, so I've got it's got twenty acres, and it's not a it's not a fancy um, resort. No, but I've no, got but some camp, campsites and some areas you can gather in the woods, and like you mentioned, a pond and some trails. So just getting people out here to kind of unplug, set their phone down, and kind of connect um, and get grounded to nature and then to each other. We've done some. Um, workshops up here, some a board retreat, and some other workshops, and I've got really positive feedback on just that the connection with nature. And I think with all of the quarantine and stay-at-home orders, it's been um, more important than ever to get people out and to connect in nature. And a lot of times, the parks were closed and yeah. people's running trails were closed, so it's been able to to do that safely you know, and you can safely get people out here. So I'm pretty passionate about that and look forward to doing more of that. Well, I know when we uh, met, it was uh, a few years back when I spent a year in your sales course, which I 
uh, definitely learned a lot from and still use a lot of those techni techniques. And I've been back a couple of times to your training center since then. But at the time, you're also doing some other like one-on-one -on -one trainings, uh, some leadership uh, coaching and things like that. So beyond the sales training, what kind of things are you doing and are you pivoting more to that? Uh, yeah. To, so make that maybe more of your time right now, Spen? Yeah. So right now, it's, I'm really focused on leadership development, kind of management leadership development and what I call peer advisory groups. So I facilitate peer advisory groups, and I've just learned that over time, I think some of the best ideas come from other people in the room. So instead of being you know, the sage on the stage, I like to more facilitate and get people involved in that. So a lot of times, especially now when you're, you don't have a, a team that you might meet with on a regular basis, basically a peer advisory group is a business owner would come together in a non-competing business with other growth-minded business owners. And you're really a virtual board of directors to help each other with best practices. And oftentimes someone has gone through a challenge that they're facing. Someone else has gone through that, whether it's been going through furloughs or do I open up a, another division or a product line, or even you know naming or branding a product or service, and so you can you can really get some good ideas from the group. I also bring in my background in leadership and training, and if it's a topic that's important, like right now we went through all of the um, like the PPP and the different um, packages that the government offered. So we brought in an expert, and he walked through that with everyone, and you know, facilitated the question and answer so people could get the most um, relevant information. And that's really what I enjoy doing. And that's on a regular basis. And their businesses are, are non-competing, but they're similar in size. And so that way they have, they can relate to each other and the challenges that these businesses are having. I think that, you know, this, the concept of peer advisory uh, facilitation, you, you mentioned this, you, you like to be not the smartest guy in the room and it brings to mind if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I think that's a, it's a kind of a clever saying, but I think there's more to it that because if you got six or eight people, whether it's on a Zoom meeting or in a room, everyone's going to be smart in some areas. And so it's great, the collaboration and the ideas bouncing off. And so I think the, the peer advisory uh, facilitation is great. You also talked about leadership and one-on-one -on -one coaching. Maybe describe a couple of the one-on-one -on -one coaching things that you have done in the past. Yeah, I think, and with the peer advisory groups that I facilitate, we meet on a regular basis and now it's virtual, but um, we have a kind of a process where we can kind of check in, see how everyone's doing. And a, a large part of that is accountability. And I think when you're at the top or own your own business, accountability can be challenging. Um, some are better than others with that. So I think if there's a change that has to be made in your organization, and if it's a difficult one, you can easily put that off because no one is really checking in to see if that's happened. But with the peer advisory group, if you need to make a, say it's a personnel change and it can be uncomfortable, you, you share that with the group, we're going to hold you accountable. And what action steps are you going to take with that? So that can be done in the group facilitation but also our one-on-one. -on -one. So I'll do the, the group and then we'll do some one-on-one -on -one work if it's specific to that individual or that business, if that leader's having a certain challenge um, or sharing good news, that's, that can be done in the one-on-one -on -one coaching. And a lot of times that's just serving as a sounding board and maybe making introductions or connections and resources to help that, um, to help that leader. 
I think with different kinds of personalities that we talked about the disc style, that's probably another hour conversation, but <laughs> everyone has a different way of approaching things. That's really kind of the bottom line. And we talk about um, when, you, when you're doing leadership or one-on-one -on -one coaching, I, I would bet some people are really aware of the things that need to be done and can check them off the box and others just don't have that concept. And so it's you know, to communicate with them, what are the key metrics that they need to, to accomplish? You know, how do they need to get that accountability? I'm sure that's at least a part of that conversation. What, what are those things and, and are they even aware of those things? Yeah, and I think it, it's not for everyone because some people just don't, they have more of a fixed mindset and they're gonna run their business, you know, how they've always done it. I'm looking for folks that are more of a growth mindset. They're lifelong learners, they're open to learning. And a lot of us, you know, we have blind spots. And if we knew what they were, we could probably address them. So with the peer advisory groups, some of those blind, blind spots can be addressed. I use, I'm a big fan of assessment tools. So we do um, communication style assessments and even some cognitive or skill-based assessments. But that's where those blind spots can surface. Yeah. And then you can address them and work on how do I develop different behaviors so I can work on those. I'm a big fan of using DISC. Um, there's lots of different um, variations of that, but it's, it's a, big, a big part of his communication. So how you're communicating with your um, teammates, how you're communicating um, with partners and vendors. And I think to become self-aware, to really understand your DISC style and then making those adjustments and ad adaptations to better communicate with the other the people in the room or the people that you're leading, I think it's a big part of, of leadership. And so I think communications is kind of a, uh, a foundation that we talked, we spent a lot of time on how to improve your communication and how to um, work with others to improve and have effective communication. Yeah. You know, communication is one of those things, which uh, again, we could do hours, days on, on the various parts, the written communication, the in-person communication, the body language, the tone of voice, it just goes on yeah. and on and on. And it's all very important because we all perceive that and they're all perceiving that in us. So before we wrap it up, Brad, is, are, are there a couple of uh, leadership tips that you might want to pass along? Uh, just kind of top of the mind things that, that it, uh, you think of when someone says, what, what's important about leadership and, and how do you approach it? Yeah, and I think just in these recent times, that's changed. Sometimes it wasn't by design, but I think having open and authentic communication with leaders, I think there are two groups. Some of the companies I was working with, they wanted just to kind of hunker down and wait for this to pass. And I think they've been surprised that it's gone on longer than they anticipated. Mm -hmm. And or to, to think everything is okay. So I always encourage people to be open and authentic if to share what's going on. And as a leader, to, to repeat that vision of where we're going, even if you don't have all of the answers, to share with the team and with your um, partners what's happening within the organization, what you know. You can always make adjustments on the way. So I think just to be, to have open, authentic communication and be open to learning from others. I think that's an important part of, of being a good leader. And I think as we come out of the COVID-19, it's going to be different for every company and because they have different setups in their office and employees and things like that. Every employee is going to have a little different level of anxiety about coming back and being around people. Some people might not care. Others are like, yeah, I've got to be in the bubble. So being sensitive to that, I think, is probably part of that communication and making sure that you understand where they're coming from. Yeah, and I think to, to the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes because there's such stress 
and anxiety happening, you know, and fatigue. You talk about, somebody talked about Zoom fatigue and being yeah. on Zoom all this time. <laughs> so I think to take care of yourself, but also to, to look at your, your, if you're opening back up, to look at your team, to understand where they're coming from, what's going on in their personal life. I think sometimes we try to separate this is business and this is personal, but I think in times like this, we want to really understand what's happening so we can better understand where they're coming from, meet them where they're at and help them get more comfortable. And other people are going to be ready to go and open up and jump in. Other people are going to be much more hesitant. And so I think as a leader to understand where that person's coming from and to take some time um, to listen to what's going on in their world is important as well. Cool. Brad, it's uh, great to catch up with you. Brad Kleiner of uh, Powered by Cedar Root. Did I get it right or, or did I miss something? There? Grounded by Cedar Root. Grounded by Cedar Root. There we go. And, and is that the website, Grounded by Cedar Root? Yeah, groundedbycedarroot.com. And my email is just brad at grounded by Cedar Root. So um, you could jump on there and learn more about what I do. But um, great. it's always good to see you, Tim. And thanks for the invitation to be part of your podcast. And I'm looking forward to um, seeing what the, the next chapter holds for <laughs> exactly. everyone. Exactly. Thanks again, Brad. Appreciate it. Be well. Okay. Take care. Thank you so much. Thanks again to uh, Brad Kleiner. Really appreciate uh, Brad spending some time with me here on Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. And uh, this week's one good thing to close it out. My wife and I finished finally uh, the the Homeland series on Showtime. We finally got to season eight. Season eight, 12 episodes. Seriously, if you haven't seen Homeland, it's the best thing on TV. Uh, it's terrific. Uh, Mandy Patinkin is in there. Claire Danes, the two lead players. Uh, and they've come a long way in eight years. Uh, just a fascinating show. Uh, I find it very fun to watch, very interesting, very kind of tense at times the way they i mean just it's just good tv it's good writing it's good acting it's good production so if you haven't seen homeland uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna say that it's done now they've, they're not doing any more season eight is over it's in the books released uh they are not doing a season nine so that's it it's the wrap and it was a good one hey it's uh the end of the trade show guy monday morning coffee for this week june 22nd 2020 stay safe stay healthy and uh we'll connect next week i hope thanks